Hi, thank you for clicking on the Digital Selling Secrets podcast. You're about to listen to part one of the interview with Dina John. If you've never heard of Dina John, she has had various senior leadership roles for companies such as McDonald's, Groupon, and Accenture. And we have a great discussion around sales, digital transformation, leadership, and innovation. Um, if you're interested in any of those topics, you're really going to love this interview. So after this one-minute intro, we'll dive right into the interview. But the reality is we're human and when we're on social media and we're only seeing the highlight reel, when something human pops up, something relatable, something vulnerable, that builds trust. Then what I have to do is offer them something that has a high enough perceived value to overcome their desire to not get pitched or spammed or bothered or annoyed. I have to go on a gut level first and foremost, what sells me? How do we take some of the repetitive, quote-unquote, bureaucratic tasks out of the hands of the rep and automate those to free up time for them to spend selling? How can we create a place where it's positive, where there's nothing but motivation, education, and inspiration, and how can we do it consistently? Five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us again today. And here on the Digital Selling Secrets podcast with your host, me, Jerry Moneycarod, and your other host, Gary, Gary Dennis. Dennis. There we go. Hello, Gary. And uh, once again, we have a fantastic guest with us. And our guest is Ms. Dina John, a strategy and operations executive with significant experience in scaling for growth in companies like McDonald's, Accenture, Groupon, and Motorola. So she's here to talk about a whole host of topics, but before we move into that, Dina, if you don't mind just introducing yourself, I know I did the introduction, but if you don't mind telling us a little bit more about yourself and your experience, we'd really appreciate that. Of course. Thank you, Jerry and Gary, for inviting me to be uh, a guest on your podcast. This is still my second podcast ever, uh, and so I'm looking forward to sharing my experiences, answering any questions you have. Um, when you started off by saying significant experiences, all I was thinking was old. No, but I'm kidding. But, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, as you said, yes, it's, uh, it's welcome conversation in these unusual times of what we're going through, what changes mean. Uh, as you mentioned, my background is in uh, strategy and operations with over 25 years of s sort of building that up and now focusing it on uh, the customer's journey and how do you transform it through innovation, uh, digital transformation, how do you scale for growth, how do you bring in uh, operating model changes, organization changes. Again, very relevant given where we are and how I think the world we live in, at least the professional world for sure, is going to change. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm excited to have you back here, Dina. Uh, great to have the conversation again. Um, so the last time we talked, we talked about leadership, we talked about you know, digital transformation, but I really like what you just said now about the buyer's journey. And I think, I think the data environment that we're in, it's a great opportunity to really analyze each step along the way. And I'm just curious, I mean, you've had a lot of experience with uh, different organizations in high profile positions. What's, what are some of the changes that you have seen happening in that buyer's journey just kind of from a high level within these different companies? Sure, yeah. So the customer's journey, I think in each role I was in, uh, was different. 
and so if you look at take go back to some of the older Motorola times and mobile phones, even then there were a lot of changes going on from uh, moving from the typical flip phones we had to the smartphones that now is you know everywhere. So understand, yeah, and then in Accenture, just understanding all the different transformational changes the companies were going through um, uh, as we went out of 2008 and all the problems that were there then to now just the COVID times and what's happening there. The one constant that's been through all of these journeys have been about how well you understand what that customer pain points are what's what are they struggling with at that point in time that has to be the crux of everything you're doing uh, only then can you innovate transform uh impact whatever adjective you want to use um in that customer's life and continue that relationship so as an example my most recent role in mcdonald's what i loved about the project that i was leading was that it started and ended with the customer and the crew journey and pain points and so at that point in time it was understanding the customer comes into mcdonald's fast food is no longer fast food i understand you both have kids so you've been to mcdonald's and in recent times it's been about yeah so in recent times it's been about hey you know can you pull up a little further and you're waiting on your food which no longer is necessarily fast food and so it stemmed from a lot of different things like um cooking not you know cooking ahead of time but you know not anticipating enough so you're having to cook afresh um not knowing so predictability along those lines were not very clear um the the crew person who's managing the drive through is also putting drinks together putting the meals together um making uh, coffees and other drinks as well and so you're having to repeat your orders because you've heard many times sorry can you repeat that what was that again so it leads to a bad customer experience it leads to you know, just overall delays. So even there, we started and ended with that customer journey. And so even in today's tomorrow's world, understanding how this being remote, not being face-to-face, how is that going to affect you and your business model and how you continue to address their pain points? A lot of their pain points might morph, but at the end of the day, it might, it'll still be the same. The person in the drive-through will still need his food and coffee on time. Um, So, I think it's a breeding ground and opportunity for innovation and transformation. Real quick question, Dina. So there's been somewhat of a transition just in general in the business environment when it comes to innovation um, that I've observed. And I don't remember the article I read. I don't remember who who put it out, but I I read an article around it as well. And it talks about how kind of that assembly line process of – bringing a product together and when i when i think assembly line i kind of think of this great process that mcdonald's has always had of bringing the somebody has one step next step and then it 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 creates a very consistent product Mm -hmm. with that being said it seems like from an innovation standpoint there's been some transition around instead of having people specialized in certain steps along the way having more of a generalist type of approach. So, I mean, think about the hamburger business. I don't remember where it, when it started, but at that point you would have a certain person that could make a whole hamburger, right? Mm-hmm. And now it's tra- over time it's transitioned to like one person does one small step, next step. Yep. But it seems like in the market, it's kind of going back to that old 
mentality, and I'm, I don't know if it's necessarily in the hamburger business, but in business in general, to, to where you innovate and you, you think on the spot and you're more of a, you know a lot of things about different areas of the business, so you can make decisions right now about that. Have you seen that happen in, uh, in, in, your, in, the, in McDonald's or any of the other industries you've been involved with? So it's funny you mentioned that, and I'm really now trying to remember what that article was, but there is an article that actually talks to that about how in today's world, we are now moving to a generalist approach. So in situations where you're making incremental improvements, I think you're still going to need a specialist. So you're like, all right, this work, this X work this way, you're just going to improve upon it. You still need that focus on a specialist. And so that still works. But in a lot of cases where innovation's coming in, I think it's moving more to a generalist model. Now I can't say I observed it in uh, McDonald's pre-COVID, um, but um, you're right. It was then moving to people doing pieces of it. But um, I was sort of, recommending and putting forth an idea, not in hamburgers, but in the innovation we were doing or in the innovation center that we were building is to have a very iterative, but generalist, generalist approach to how we build products. So you have people who have a wider range of skills and they put, put on different hats where you need it, but you keep iterating. So in some points you have certain skill set that need to be predominant and certain go back at, you know, depending on where you are in your say product life cycle. And even going forward for any other innovation that you see in general, I think the model is where you know a little bit of everything. So when you have to keep moving and playing different roles, you're very easily able to be that chame chameleon and move between those. So I agree with you. I think that's where it's going to move. Um, especially um, as you see bigger companies start to buy smaller companies that are innovative. Um, as, as you start seeing smaller companies start to scale up and they need to continue to keep that model, you're gonna see emphasis on be generalist even as you scale up. So I think you're, you're going to see different versions of that, which I personally like because I am fairly a generalist in my role. I do strategy and operations, but I have product management, project management, Six Sigma that I can pull in whenever I need to. Strategy again, as another example. And so, uh, as I look at opportunities, this is also why I can now play in the transformation or innovation space, because guess what? You can play, it's, you know, those are big words that mean a lot of things, but you can play in, okay, do I need to build an operating model strategy today? To, tomorrow, do I need to move, transform my uh, training or QA team from tactical to strategic? Do I need to change the culture of the group? All those things are, you know, roles that people can play given, you know, at different points in time. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. It does. And it almost seems like that fell forward, fell fast methodology now being applied kind of in, the, in a corporate setting where you're continuously evolving, continuously refining things. Yes. And I've seen that with McDonald's, just the transition into more of a health food focused um, uh, industry, if you will. I mean, I'm, I'm buying oatmeal for McDonald's in some cases now. Um, so, so um, I imagine that's going to be a continuous process as well to bring out new products around that. Um, now, from a digital standpoint, um, you know, we've talked about kind of the buyer's journey. We've talked about uh, improving processes, being more innovative. From a digital standpoint, what, what kind of innovations are you seeing around that in the business that you're in? Um, so from the digital point of view, um, again, now and I'm speaking now more from the post-COVID world, you're going to have to do a lot of uh, 
people-independent people journeys or interactions. And so even in McDonald's as an example, you're going to see a lot more of mobile ordering. You're going to see a lot more of uh, uh, delivery in food. You're going to see a lot of uh, automation, digitization coming across even some of the innovation work we did, which unfortunately I can't talk too much about, but bringing in AI, bringing in IoT, you know, f creating that less people dependent environment where you can. So I think that's going to be a big part of that innovation. You're still going to need people in restaurants to help with uh, customers who come in. You're still going to need people to flip the burgers, um, you know, sell the phones, sell, uh, you know, uh, sell coupons, if you, you know, Groupons, you know, things like that, but, um, or take the calls in the call centers, but a lot of it where you don't need that necessarily, that people interaction, we're going to start to move away, especially when it's a touch people interaction, like close up, closer interface, you're going to see a lot more uh, uh, innovation uh, coming in there. So there, there are, there's a lot of additional already McDonald's is doing, as I think a lot of other others are. And this is where I say that business model is going to evolve. It has to be some hybrid of keeping that touch with the customer, but all, but yet moving away when you can for everyone's safety. Yeah, it so makes Tina, sense. Go ahead, Jerry. Uh, uh, thanks, man. Um, so that's really interesting what you just said. So if post-COVID world, um, and we're trying to uh, trying to address those needs of a customer of being distant, but at the same time being close. But now with the post-COVID world, most of us are working, many of us are working remotely. So how do you find that, that, that need, that, that need of the customer? I, I think that's a big question that's out these days. What does somebody want? Right. Especially when you can't go out there and do your typical market research as before. Right, right. And so I think what you're going to do is we're still, I think, going to need to do research. We still need to need to find ways to connect with the customer, it's just going to be a lot more digital. So part of that is going to be an internal change management as well as an external change management. So you have to bring in ways that you're going to make the customer comfortable with this. So I'll give you an example. I'm talking to this P company for an opportunity and uh, they, they're a smaller uh, uh, firm that is working with a smaller company that has very, um, small manufacturing type of customers who in the normal sense you would have to go meet them face to face I, you know you wouldn't necessarily be doing this remotely but they have encountered situations where the, they're getting a lot of interactions done with the customer than they would normally because you're not spending time going over to some place mm. you're not spending time on the journey and the customers are appreciating the fact that you're having very uh, time-bound conversations, you're getting to the point, you're, try you're addressing their pain points, but they can go from one thing to the next without actually dedicating a lot of time to it. So it just depends, again, on spending the time to understand, even within that sphere, what's that pain point. Does my customer pref prefer that I have a quick interaction with them versus me going all the way? If they're open to it, then guess what? You just get need to get them used to a Zoom or some other interface or talking on the phone, you know, like, you know, video calls, things like that. It's about just helping them get through that change journey. Um, I think customers are a lot more savvy with how, you know, things are, it's, it's, an, it's a pandemic. Um, a lot of customers uh, are global, so they've been doing a lot of this with their global 
uh, environment. I mean, I've been doing remote with my, not here in the US, but with people I've worked with globally for at least 15 years, if not more. So again, as people get more global, as you get younger workforce, as you get younger customers, I think this is a little easier uh, with them. It is maybe the customers who are used to a certain way for decades, you need to bring them along the journey. And I, um, uh, and I think we were, we were starting to do that even at McDonald's, not your environment of face-to-face, -face, but the kiosk. It was such a journey to bring people along to even touch the kiosk and want to use it.